Welcome back to the Be Gal Podcast. Ryan Gallagher, and on today's episode, we're talking NFL football, NFL offseason draft preview. Joining me today on the podcast, recurring host or guest, I should say, uh, is my good friend Josh Bass. Josh, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? How's it going? Good, man. Dude, you ready to talk some football? Uh, dude, you know, you know I'm ready. I'm, I'm sitting here. I went out on the patio. <laughs> I got a cigar. I got a beer. Not whiskey yet. Too uh, early. Having that dinner. You know. You know if Josh Bass has a cigar, <laughs> he is ready to go. <laughs> Had to. Nah, man. I mean, it's been a it's been a pretty eventful off season. It's been uh, pretty fun to watch it unfold, and uh, you know, obviously for us both, our teams weren't very good. Like my team was all right last year, but a lot of people like to ignore the fact that they start one in seven. True. Obviously, the Jets, I mean, yeah. you know, weren't they didn't win the game until well, I don't even know it was week bad. fifteen. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was definitely bad, but I feel like they, they, you know, I just think it honestly was Adam Gaze. Yeah. I mean, um, he's – look, I'm a Jets fan. I've seen some really bad coaching. Uh, he is by far just the the worst head coach that I think I've ever watched coaching the NFL, um, especially for the Jets. I mean, his scheme – I know he's got this scheme that he was in love with because of the – you know, with the Broncos and Peyton Manning, and he had the one year, and, and basically that one year and Peyton Manning has bought him, you know, two more coaching jobs. But he um, – right. yeah, I mean, he because he didn't deserve it. And from – I don't know how you go from being below average in division um, with Miami to then, um, you know, a coach of that division rival right after. I mean, Miami fans were rejoicing when we made that hire. So um, – yeah, I mean, from his scheme that just doesn't work and his unwillingness to um, adapt and to change to the players he has. Um, and then also he's just a bad leader. I mean, it, it was just bad. It, it was bad. I'm glad it's done. I'm really glad it's done. Yeah, I know a lot of Jets fans, and I, I felt bad for them, man. I mean, like, I would argue with my buddy KJ all the time. He's like, yo, you, I have it way worse than you do. Way worse. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not like now this was like week eight. We're having this conversation. Right, it's like, right. I'm like, it's not better if we're on the other side of the river. Like, it's not much better. <laughs> but the fact like, that it's, it's any still better, bad. The fact that it's any better is sad. We need to get one good team in, in, the, in the Big Apple, man. Let's just combine our teams. We'll be great next That's year. True. That's true. Well, we do a quarterback. Well, that's yeah, that, that that's gonna that's a big one. If we could just get some guys to block, we'll, our team would be amazing. True. Andrew Thomas looked a little better to the to end last year than he did to start. So that's something. Yeah, he did. We we could get into that in a little bit. Uh, okay. Let's let's keep talking about the Jets. We'll, we'll keep talking about the Jets. Obviously, you were talking about you know Adam Gase. It's pretty crazy too. And I want to see what your opinion on this. Uh, Obviously, you know, Adam Gase was in Miami. He left Miami, went to the Jets. And also Ryan Tannehill <laughs> left Miami and went to Tennessee, sat behind Marcus Mariota for a couple of weeks. And then when he got a shot, he absolutely blew it up. So what do you think about Sam Darnold? I know you love right. Sam Darnold, but you were kind of you – know, now I wouldn't say happy to see him leave, but you were just like, it's better off. It was mutual. It was right. better off for both sides. But how do you think he's going to do in uh, Carolina now? I, I love the situation he's in. I'd like them to, um, at number eight, um, I know they'll be tempted. I'd like them to go O-line, um, and, and I think that that would be big for him. I think getting him protection is going to be the number one thing um, to really be able to see what he has because, you know, they gotta they got to make it happen. This is this is last year before his contract, you know, and they, they got to decide, you know. That, that was the one um, reason we had trouble trading Donald was because of this contract. You know, you got one year and then you're paying him. So you got to know. Um, and, and I like the weapons they have there. I love Joe Brady. Um, obviously, you know, I'm pretty pretty into Baylor sports because my brother goes there. I've liked Matt Rule for a long time. I wanted the Jets to get Matt Rule, but our boneheaded last administration said that they were going to pick, um, you know, his staff, which I don't even understand how you can bring a coach in and not let him bring his staff. But, uh, 
That might be one of yeah, the craziest I mean, things I've ever heard. Laughed and hung up the phone, rightfully so. So, um, so you know. Um, but yeah, I, I like Donald. Um, he's back with Robbie Anderson, um, and you know, which is the that's the weirdest friendship you can imagine because they couldn't be two more different people. But they, you know, they're good friends. Yeah, awesome. son, God. So that'll that'll uh, that'll up and get cozy. And he likes Joe Brady. He's got a relationship with him, and he's had a relationship with Matt Rule. I like it a lot. I think that I think that Panthers fans right now are probably down because, you know, they were big in the Deshaun Watson thing. And, you know, then obviously you get the shiny new toy. You're like, well, you know, if if Trey Lance or, or Justin Fields, you know, slides to us, you know, with that first first round pick, then but, you know, and then you end up with Sam Darnold. But I think that it's a um, a safer move for them. And I think that it's really got just as much upside. Sam Darnold's 23 years old, you know. Um, so – I think he's in a good situation to prove it. He's definitely going to have to get in there and get to work right away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got to love his weapons. McCaffrey's going to be fully healthy. I think he's going to surprise some people. I'm not saying he's going to come in and have an all, you know, a Pro Bowl year right off the bat, but I think he's definitely going to prove himself worthy of that um, starting QB spot over there in Charlotte. And, hey, maybe I'll even get to go see him play some. Yeah, I mean, you're right there, so you yes, might as sir. well go. But uh, no, I actually, I, I'm, you know, I like Sam Darnold a lot. I just didn't think New York was a spot for him. I know he's an LA kid, but he's he's yeah, a quiet yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a real quiet guy. He's very low key. You know, he, he doesn't make any riffs. He doesn't have a huge personality. He's just kind of a go with the flow kind of guy. Right. And uh, you know, when he was at USC, he was he was a very he was very good, especially that that first year when he took over. I don't even remember who he took over for now. I, but maybe G, was it JT Daniels? It might have been. I know. I know he was. Oh God! I know he. Oh, who did he? I don't. I don't remember who he did take over for. I know who, there was that one giant QB prospect that ended up. Um, he ended up going there, and uh, he ended up having a. I watched a YouTube video on him the other day. Um, he was like one of the number one QB prospects in the um, in the country. He went there and. Uh, yeah, he was that right. curly-headed dude. I can't remember. I know he competed with him for the starting job, but and Sam won it over, and then that kid transferred. But that's all I can remember from that QB room. Right. And, like, I just felt like he was, like, in the perfect scenario. I know he struggled his last year in college with, with interception yeah. issues. But, like, I thought he was going to be fine on the pros. I thought the Jets found their guy. And it just, like, it just didn't work out. Obviously, Adam Gase had a lot to do with that. I don't think Darnold was ever comfortable. The Jets didn't really do anything to help him out. I mean, when you're throwing a when you're throwing a Jamison Crowder, who's a solid receiver? Yeah, he's, he's a solid NFL receiver. You know, yeah, he's not he's a number a one guy, though. When your best receiver is a solid slot receiver, it makes it tough, man. It makes it tough, and you've got about a second and a half to get rid of the ball. He didn't. He didn't stand a chance. He really didn't. It's a shame. Um, I love Sam Darnold. You know that. I I think he's a great leader. I mean, right. the fact that he he literally is the definition of somebody who got every you know crappy shake that you can get coming into the league, and the worst media market to have to deal with that into. And he took everything on the chin. I mean, he even had ESPN he, he blowing him uh, up, uh, saying making fun of him for saying he's seeing ghosts. Which quarterbacks came out and said that's a common phrase in a QB room. I don't know why ESPN would blow that up and try to make him look bad. I mean, you've got ESPN taking hits out on the guy. He can't catch a break, and he takes everything on the chin, takes responsibility, defended Adam Gase until Gase was gone, and still defended him when you know you you got to know that he knows that Adam Gase is a bum of a coach. You know, nobody, no players <laughs> that have played for Adam Gase respect him, um, but Sam, you know. So I think I think he's a great leader. He's a definition of what you want. But yeah, he, he just in the New York market, um, it was it was tough because you just felt like the kid was just a battering ram man, and he was. And you know, obviously, I'm not one of those guys that think you know. Look, Sam still, you know, he definitely regressed. Um, you know, he he definitely has a lot of stuff that he needs to fix. Um, I think a lot of it's because of you know the environment he's had, but you can't blame completely everything. So, you know, and he's taking the blame for it too. So it'll be interesting, but um, yeah, I think timing wise, it was just the, you know, we have a new GM, we have a new entire new coaching staff. We have the number two overall pick. You don't know, you hope you're not there again soon. Um, and you gotta, you know, if you fall in love with one of the QB prospects there contract wise, 
and just culture-wise, it makes sense to kind of restart here. So I think it was the best best for both situations. I'm happy he didn't end up somewhere like Houston. I'm happy he's in Carolina. Right. I, I think um, a lot of it has to do with, too, like I just didn't think he fit well. And, you know, you're a big poker guy, right? So, like, he just kept getting the worst the hands worst. I've ever seen. The worst. You can – it was just getting like you was just getting like eights and yeah. sevens, and that you was can, it. No, no, not even the same suit. No, nothing, only, nothing to work. Only, with, you, you know can what I mean? Bluff everyone out, but so many times, if you're getting the worst hands, eventually you're going to get exposed, and that's what happened to him. I think him and Daniel Jones are in a very, very similar situation. Now, now Jones is starting to, you know, and we can get into the Giants later. I could talk about them until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> But I felt like, you know, they just didn't give, you know, protection-wise, I don't think either quarterback had a lot of help. Uh, obviously, the Giants had a, a way better running back in Saquon yeah, Barkley yeah, sure. than the Jets have in either Frank Andy. Gore, who Adam Gase loved, or LaMichael P. Ryan or Josh Adams or whoever was playing running back. It didn't really matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about the guys up front. If he had time to throw – and whatever, like he couldn't even get. And like you said, something about you know ESPN was given Donald hits and all that, right? And the, you like obviously, I know you know who they played, but a lot of people probably don't even realize who they played that game. Oh yeah, exactly. Playing Bill Belichick, exactly. yeah. Playing Bill Belichick, that guy, that guy has ruined quarterbacks' careers for over twenty years. Exactly. Yeah, and um, and yeah, it was. Oh man, that that was that was when my heart really broke for Sam. And, you know, obviously that was about halfway through his tenure. But, yeah, I mean, that that when that happened, you started to be like, man, can this guy really overcome this in New York? It just – the guy needed to start somewhere else. So, yeah, I'm happy for him. You can't – you can't – you can only take but so much um, in a in an organization that's done, you know, hasn't helped you at all, you know. And you can – and you as the – you know, and Adam Gates took his lumps too, but he deserved them. But um, – you know, the quarterback and the oh, head coach no, taking yeah. everything on the chin. Sam Darnold had to deal with two different head coaches. He's kind of become this constant, you know, battering ram for, for the media. And I just felt bad for him. So I'm happy that he's in a quieter market in, in a good place, good supporting cast. Like I said, I hope they I hope they get him some help on that O-line. Their O-line isn't terrible, but they definitely could use some more help. So um, especially on that left side and um, – in a, in a fun in a fun division too. That division kind of going forward. I know they got you know the Bucks right now, but kind of going forward is up for the taking. So, who knows? Maybe Sam Darnold take over that division in five years. Everybody's saying, "What were the Jets thinking?" I hope so, for his sake. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they didn't really give up too much to go get them. I mean, they, I mean, they gave up enough. Yeah. I thought the Jets got enough. They got enough back for him, especially because I know Darnold didn't play the best. And you know he we was struggling, and he didn't have the best support. Everybody knows we're going Zach Wilson, right? And I think that you know, I think it was just a good deal for both sides. You know, Darnold got a fresh new start, kind of like Ryan Tannehill, and in uh, Tennessee. So it's going to be interesting. I I like Sam Darnold. I like the weapons, and I think Matt Rule is a great. I think he's oh, phenomenal. He's I, I'm happy the Giants got Joe Judge, but at the time I was oh, crushing yeah. the Giants and getting Matt here. Rule. Um, you know, except for we ended up we ended up with Adam Gase, so I, I wasn't I was never happy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was crushing it. You know, especially we had Matt Rule. You know, we had him; he was coming, and then we were like, "All right," and he was like, "I, I, I remember, yeah. I remember that vividly. I, I remember then, vividly." Mike McCagnan, that moron. But yeah, and uh, and, and Greg Williams is going to be your defensive coordinator. He's like, "What? No, I got my guys." And he was like, "No, no, we, you know, we'll, we'll do that for you." And then he just hung up the phone. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, we got you. We got you. Greg Williams couldn't no even make it through another two seasons. <laughs> you see, I actually like Greg Williams, but it's just, yeah. just didn't – Yeah, Greg Williams – didn't work fun. out. I think Greg Williams is the type of guy who he's always going to perform well with a new team just because of his energy that he brings with a new team and a young defense but, the first couple of years. But I think after a while, and you can see by his track record of bouncing from team to team every two years – I think it starts to kind of fall on deaf ears. And when you're losing, players don't really want to have some old guy screaming in their ear that they need to take somebody else's head off, you know. Um, <laughs> that we're going to go all out blitz on, you know, the last play of the game at the 50-yard line when we're up five. Like, it's just, 
okay, old guy, you know, take a seat, please. But you, you were happy at the I'm time. Still, I'm still you were, happy. you're still on the Trevor I'm still happy. I'm still happy because, uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm grateful for every loss. Yeah, I, I wanted Trevor, and we blew that when we beat the Rams and then the Browns somehow. I don't know how those two teams were beat last year. But, um, yeah, no, I was stoked. My my, my girlfriend is now my fiancé. She, she, we were in the car, and I was just screaming. And she was like, you lost. And I was like, yeah, we did. And I'm just screaming and blaring the horn going down the highway. But <laughs> short-lived. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Jets fans need to turn around. And I actually love Joe Douglas. I think he's really good at what he does. Um, I think he made – thought the Jets had a really good offseason. Uh, obviously, Corey Davis is a really, really – I think he's a really solid receiver. I know the Giants were – you know, he was rumored to be one of the targets at wide receiver that we were going to go after in free agency. And obviously, it worked out better for both yeah. sides. But uh, I'm trying to remember who else they signed uh, off the yeah, top of so, my head. Um, we In the receiver room, we added Corey Davis, who, like you were saying, I, I love Corey Davis. I actually have receipts. I was texting my friend uh, um, Luke but that whole day. We text basically all day, every day, um, just football, you know. Right, just, right, right. Just basically venting to each other. I don't even know if we read what we say to each other half the time. But, um, yeah, you know. And uh, – and, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I know. was like, you know, Corey Davis is going to be, you know, huge, one of the huge guys in this free agency class. I don't know if the Jets are going to get him, but, you know, he's a guy who's got a floor of a high-end wide receiver two with the ceiling of a wide receiver one. Um, he's on the upswing, had an amazing year last year, despite being in a rushing offense with A.J. Brown also in that receiver room, still put up the numbers he did. And he's going to get um, – He's going to get paid like a wide receiver, too, and, and you know, and his floor is a high-end wide receiver, too, with wide receiver one upside. So, yeah, I, I was stoked about that. Carl Lawson. Um, oh, Carl dude. Lawson was the other one. That, that, that was a that great was that was a great cool. signing. I mean, the guy, the guy, statistically, everything but sacks is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and he fits into a 4-3 uh, perfectly, which Sal is implementing. And, um, you know, he, he had nobody else rushing with him in Cincinnati. And so, you know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't getting home quite as much, but, you know, was led the league in QB pressures and hits and, you know, his moves, you know, his arsenal of moves is so diverse and he's so athletic and strong and fast and um, and he's young. And, you know, we paid him a lot, but I, I think he's, he's, he's going to be a stud. That's what you gotta do, man. If you want to get yeah. talent, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sign those, those checks. Guys like him that maybe isn't gonna get paid quite, quite as much as the top end edge rushers, but is just as good. And the only reason he isn't is because of the sack numbers. And sometimes, you know, those sack numbers can be tricky. They don't always tell the whole story. So they're yeah. very deceiving. It doesn't show. Those are like uh, you're a big basketball guy. It's like uh, you know numbers that don't show exactly. up in a box score. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, who's a great – like Tony Craig was a great, oh, yeah. great example of that. You're a big – you're a big – you're a big yeah, uh, yeah. Nuggets fan. And, like, he, he's very – I think he's a very solid defensively. The guy comes in, he defense. Another guy like that is uh, Royce oh, yeah. O'Neal from the uh, Jets. And, like, obviously he's picked up his scoring a little bit, but it's so good defensively. And it doesn't show up how many pressures you have in a box score or how disruptive you are defensively. You know, obviously it'll show up in the the other guy's score sheet if he shoots really bad, but, you know. No, yeah, exactly. Pass rushing is a very tricky thing. You know, it's edge rushers are very tricky. Obviously everybody wants their money because it's a very high-paid position. And all this, all that, but it, it, I, I love what the Jets have done this offseason. Obviously, like you said before, they got you know the number two pick and also the number twenty three pick from the Jamal Adams deal, oh, which you know, yeah, honestly, they they got so much for him. It, like, and he's he's a good player. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's good, but like, he's really a exactly. linebacker. He's a He's a great he's a great player, um, but he culture wise wasn't really the type of guy that Joe D, um, you know, wanted. Joe Joe Douglas likes the guy the Marcus Mays more than he likes the Jamal Adams. The guys who are equally productive or close to you know Jamal, fantastic player. But right. 
you know, that are the actual leaders in the locker rooms, not the guys who say they're the leaders, you know, not the guys who talk to the media talking about they're a leader, right. the guy who's in the background actually, you know, picking up the guys. And that's um, so to get, a, you know, the hall, we got a QB, you know, we got a QB one hall for a, a, a box linebacker. I mean, beautiful. Uh, on, absolutely yeah. unreal. Huge. Uh, and that, I think the Eagles are missing Joe Douglas big oh, time because I mean I don't think Howie Roseman's a very good GM. They all hate him. Obviously he he does he does really well in free agency and he does well at tr- with trades, but he does not sign or I'm sorry he does yeah. not Which draft well. Man. And that's what Joe Douglas. That's what that's what Joe Douglas. Right, you need to yeah, draft well. You know, great teams don't win free agencies. You know they win the draft, and you know obviously free agency is important. You want to use that to supplement your team when there's a need, if the value meets, um, which, you know, I think Douglas has done this free agency. He didn't, you know, go out and try and pay Yannick Ngakwe a billion dollars to come play. He's like, I'll get Carl Lawson. I think he's better anyways, and it'll be cheaper. And, um, you know, he looks for culture guys, and then he's like, but my team is going to be built from the draft. We don't want to have a roster full of players that other teams drafted. Um and, you know, if you look at the super successful teams, they, you know, they're kind of all built that way. So the consistent ones anyway. Oh, for sure. If you if you look back at those old school, old school Seattle exactly. Seahawks teams, when they had Richard Sherman, they, they build that from the ground up. And I think the 49ers did a real, like, of late have oh, done yeah. a really good draft, uh, drafting as well. Obviously they have, uh, oh God, I'm blanking right now. Uh, like obviously they had, I'm trying to think their linebacker, Fred Warner. Yeah, he was yeah, like a third yeah. or fourth round pick. And then his other running mate in, in the linebacking core, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm very blank uh, right the now. The linebackers for the 49ers? I'm, yes. I'm trying to think of yeah, his they're, other guy. But he was the, he, he was in the fourth yeah, or fifth yeah, round they, too. You just, it, and it's, and it's also easy to do when you have guys like, and I'm going to again to the Jets horn. But um, also the 49ers, when you have guys like Sala um, and, you know, these guys that can come in and, you know, as long as the kid's, you know, a coachable player, you know, you you plug him in and you've got all these guys who, you know, are studs that you've drafted. And it it makes it a lot easier on these young guys to produce and and learn their role in an offense. And I think that that 49ers do a great job of that. I think a lot of it's Shanahan, too. I mean, you look at the guys that Shanahan's had on offense that produce. Raheem Mostert was nothing a couple of years. I mean, he was never a high-profile guy in the draft. He was, you know, never and, – and then all of a sudden, he, you know, he had that injury, but he explodes. And, it's you know, a lot of it's coaching. And I think that um, I think that the 49ers have been a, a great example of that, especially when you consider how bad they were at the start of that thing and how quickly they turned it around with that um, new coaching staff. So, um, yeah, I think that's the type of team that you try to be – that's the type of organization you try to be um, if you want to be successful. Um, so, yeah, I'm fully content with a GM who's put his emphasis on the draft rather than um, fully on free agency. 100%. And Dre, Dre Greenlaw yeah, was, yeah, was, was right. I would never thought of that. I'm glad you, that. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It was killing me that I couldn't remember his name. But nah, I mean Kyle Shanahan's done a great job, and you're talking about Raheem Mostert. Look at Jeff Wilson. Jeff yeah, Wilson won me yeah. a fantasy football title last year. I'm glad somebody won. It. You know what I mean? They just produce running backs like crazy. It's it's actually yeah, it's nuts man. how good of a mind Kyle Shanahan is. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see, and we can get this into this, you know, when we right. about the draft or whatever. But I guess we'll move along to to the to to my team, it. the New York Football Giants. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I am not a very big, uh, Dave Gellman guy, never have been unless he wins the Super Bowl, probably never will be. Um, but I'll give him a lot of credit here. He had a, a phenomenal offseason. Yeah. Y'all got some good players. What's up? I mean, the last two offseasons now, I want to know how, you know, and maybe this is coincidental, but I want to know how much Joe, Joe, Joe Judge has had on that. Because in the last three, the last two off seasons, they've brought in Blake Martinez, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan. Uh, they obviously tagged Leonard Williams last year. 
Then they bring in um, Kenny Galladay, Dory Jackson. Like, those yeah. are some yeah. dudes that they're bringing in. They're not Five just bringing down. in guys that uh, the other teams don't want. They're like, oh, well, yeah. we'll take them. They're bringing in dudes. They're bringing in good football well. players. I like it. And that's what you're supposed right. to do in free agency. So now, and this is my gripe on Gettleman, if Gettleman drafted better, those are your final pieces to your right. puzzle. Yeah, yeah, the supplement. Yeah. And I thought I probably, they probably overpaid for some of those guys. Like, you know, Galladay was a lot of money. But I think that was a deal you needed to do because you, you need help to help out your, your yeah, quarterback. Exactly. And that's what I was talking about with Sam Darnold earlier. Yeah. And, and, I've, and I think we talked about this briefly a couple of weeks ago when the Galladay thing happened. Yeah, you know, he probably – but he probably got more than he, than he was worth. But that's kind of what happens when you're the best on the market. You know, that's always going to happen. And he was the best guy on the market. You needed – you're, you're kind of getting into the same spot, um, you know, while and Daniel Jones has showed more to be confident in him as a franchise quarterback. I'll give him that. Um, but you're getting into that spot where you got to kind of be able to decide here soon. Is Daniel Jones our guy? Is this the guy that we're going to, you know, the next 10 years that we're doing? And and to do that, you got to bring in guys like Galladay. You got to give him the talent to at least know definitively. So, yeah, I, I think it, I think it was the right move, too. I think I think Daniel Jones has so much potential. Like his rookie year, he was slinging the ball around in, in Pat Shermer's offense, and then he gets another offensive coordinator. And I don't think things clicked. I don't think things were working. I I, I think Jason Garrett is on the hot seat this year. If he if that offense stalls in the first couple yeah. of weeks, he's going to yeah, get fired. Yeah, I agree. I, I think so too. I I just there's no creativity. There's no and and the offensive line. And this is where we'll go back to Andrew Thomas. Um, the offensive line was very underwhelming last year. And then they move – they get rid of their their best offensive lineman, Kevin Zeitler, which is a little alarming yeah. to me. But then again, you know, you, you drafted Matt Perth in the third round that they used <laughs> – they used that supplemental uh, pick oh, from yeah. the Jets when they got <laughs> Leonard Williams. Um, yeah. So <laughs> – but, you know, he's got a lot of potential. He's a big guy. Um, you know, they drafted Shane Lemieux, who started a lot of games. Yeah, so uh, you know, time. Will Hernandez, who I think could be decent, but he did, he's struggled. Yeah. Um, you know, I think their offensive line's a big question mark. And Andrew Thomas, I actually didn't know this until after the season. He was playing the whole year on a very bad sprained ankle oh, or really? fractured ankle. Or so. It was very, very – yeah, it was a very bad injury. And, I, you know, I'm banking. That's why he struggled a lot last year. And he, he had his ups and downs. He played well sometimes. Other times he didn't. But um, I'm really banking on that was the problem because I thought they should have took yeah, Tristan Worfs. And obviously, you know, the year he had, obviously he was playing right tackle. But, oh, like, yeah. he's a stud. You got to think at least some of that would translate to the other side. Yeah, I agree. Um, I remember us talking about that. Um, and and uh, I'm going to – to my to my draft analyst horn i remember us talking on the podcast last time when i was telling you you guys were going tackle and i think you i think you believed it too but you didn't want to in your heart <laughs> but uh i i, I did because i didn't know which one because like oh, obviously like horrible. daniel jeremiah was huge on becton which you know good for, I, i'm happy that the jets oh, yeah. actually finally hit like on a good draft pick you know what i mean not that they yeah, haven't yeah. well passed, we really like, haven't so, Becton yeah, is a, he, he's an anchor on the offensive line. He's great. Right, right. Um, you know, I didn't really – I wasn't really big on Jedrick Wills. I don't know, something about Alabama. But then again, the offensive lineman yeah. from Alabama. It, it was a tough good. draft to peg. I mean, um, look, but, we're not – you know, we're not, we're not scouts. We're not sitting here watching – you know, we're watching the games that we see. Um, but we're not sitting here watching every snap measuring the guy's arms. You know, does he have 34-inch arms? How's his footwork? Is oh his footwork right. good, but how does he deal with power? You know we're not, so it, it's definitely it was tough. I I mean you and me went back and um, forth talking about the same stuff. Like who do you, who what lineman go where? And I was like, you know, I think a lineman goes here, here, and here, but I don't have the name. I have no freaking idea. Um, I think I I think I had y'all taking worse actually too, um, with that pick if I remember my mock draft last year. I actually thought the Jets were going to end up with Andrew Thomas just because I thought he was the fourth guy. Um, but again, what do I know? But um yeah so 
it, it was interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think I think Andrew Thomas has you know the potential is crazy with him. He's got some really good tape um, when he was at Georgia. So I I think that it, I definitely do not think that I, I think the people are that were writing him off because of half of a rookie season and like you said on a bum ankle. Um, that's a little silly. Right. I was just kind of more disappointed of the oh, way he was playing. Know. I was like, damn, I can't believe we took the worst <laughs> offensive line. I can't believe we took the worst offensive lineman in the yeah, first round at four. <laughs> like, that's just disgrace. You know, but like everybody, like that offensive line class, which isn't bad, which isn't a bad thing. If different people had different rankings for everyone, that means all of them should be pretty good. Yeah. I think so too. I think you'll see all. You know what I mean? They should have solid careers. Barring injuries, knocking on wood, especially for Big Beckman. Oh, for Um, sure. But yeah, I I think they'll all have good careers. And shoot, worse already as the daggum. Yeah, I'm just. (laughs) I mean, it worked out great for him too. And and if you remember the, the. the Bucks traded down too. They, they they're like, oh, the 49ers want to give us an extra draft pick. Yeah, you can yeah, move up man. one spot. We'll move down a spot. We'll get our guy. Why is he still there? And you know, he's he's <laughs> yeah, been great. Yeah, they, I think they all right, right. Like, yeah, I think they'll all be great. Yeah. So then, like, we move along to uh, obviously Saquon Barkley. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. But the Giants, the biggest thing with the Jets is they need to. Uh, that offensive line. Obviously, they have Nate Solder coming back. I think he'll probably play the right side, which it'll be a good locker room guy to have. I have no problem with him coming back. He restructured the deal. He's not a huge fit anymore. I mean, plays well, or you know, he he matters, you know Matt Perth show him how to be a professional. Give him some tips here and there because I think Matt Perth should probably start at one of the positions on the line. Right. Quick enough to play guard. But you know, like they, they have they have some things they need to figure out. Um, but other than that, I, I like their defense. Obviously, I think they need an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. I think that's their biggest need. They they signed that kid. I can't even pronounce his name from Agajujabo. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell his name was from uh, from Minnesota. Like, I, see, that's the thing. That gentleman, I think, does a real job. He always picks these guys for low-end contract guys that could be higher upside guys. Like a Danny Schellen. I was disappointed that they got, they got you know, they let go of Dalvin Tomlinson. But it was something they had to do. You know what I mean? They they needed help. But that's what you, what happens when you draft bad. You don't have a lot of depth. Exactly. So you have to go out in free agency and go get depth. Yeah. And guys that are going to fit into your system. Yeah, good drafts solve a lot of problems. Yeah, and bad drafting doesn't solve any problems. Sets you back forever. Tell me about it, dude. The last three GMs the Jets have had him. Joe Douglas, there's a reason that he came in. He was like, look, I can basically be a GM of any coach with a vacancy or any team with a vacancy. You got to give me seven or eight years on this contract because this team is a nightmare. And uh, and the Johnson brothers were like, yeah, just take all the money, dude. Just please help us. And it was the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, just, just take <laughs> we'll, we'll pay it. We'll pay it just yeah, to, just to look at the team. Money now. <laughs> just to give us an opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was so. Um, but yeah, back, back to, back to the, what you were saying with the Giants. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, it, that's why your draft is so fun because you can go so many different ways, especially with your first pick. I think that the um, uh, Kenny Galladay edition obviously will help you guys a lot. Saquon coming back will help you guys a lot. Those things have a way of making your line look better. Your line's also young, so who knows? Maybe they could take a big, um, even somewhat surprising leap this year. Um, you know, we've seen that happen. Very well could. We've seen that happen with teams before, like the Saints um, last year. So um, I think it was – yeah, it was the Saints. Um, but – yeah, so so I think the line is a the big thing with y'all. I, I would like to see you guys. It's a deep class. You don't have to, you know, you can, but you don't have to go with your first uh, round pick in this class to sure up the line. There's a lot of guys that are ready to come in and start day one that'll be picked on day two. So, um, for sure, yeah, there's definitely a lot of room, and and I think there's reason to be optimistic as a Giants fan. Um, I still think, like you said, Jason Garrett's a question, um, and Gettleman's, you know, got a hit on these draft picks, but. Um, there, there's definitely, and especially in the division you're in, there's room for optimism for sure. Yeah. And like I said before, I think that, you know, I, I think, uh, Joe Judge is one of the, one of oh, the, definitely. you know, coaches on the upcoming. He, he's, I, I watch every press conference with him. 
anytime he speaks, I listen. Like the guy is just so focused and detailed, and that's how his teams play. And honestly, like you were talking about depth, we have a ton of depth in the secondary. Yeah, you with do. McKinney and you know, Logan Ryan, Joy Jackson, James Bradbury. Like that's a loaded like backside, and I can't even tell you the last time the Giants had a great back end of their defense. Makes, makes everything along with their linebacker, which. Now that could use a little bit of a little bit of help, but they got uh, uh, who's pretty solid. He he was obviously you know bounced around a little bit, but I think that's a really solid piece just to have on your team. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Your guys' are secondary, it's legit, um, and it, like you said, there's a lot of depth and a lot of youth too, which is important. Um, I think. Um, if you can, if you can get a, a, a solid ed, edge rusher, which again, there's, it's a pretty deep class. You don't have to do it with your um, first round pick. If you, if you can get an edge rusher, you get some line help. I think that team, it's an exciting team, man. And I think uh, Daniel Jones, get, get him some support, which you have so far. You have a good draft. I think uh, could open, open some people's eyes, man. He may be, he may not be the most exciting young QB, uh, QB in the league in the media's eyes. But um, that all goes away if you start winning ball games. So um, I think it could be a big yeah, hundred percent be a big year for y'all. I really do think that, and I'm happy. New Year, you know, yeah, we need somebody in that in MetLife. It's been so long, dude. Like obviously they made the playoffs in 2016, but it's been so long since actually been good. Going back to those Super Bowls, been inconsistent. I I I want the Giants if they're actually going to build a team that's ready to compete. I want them to have success year in and year out, get into the playoffs and, you know, you know, keep this train going. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, like we talk about the draft, I think the giants could go multiple ways. And now I'm thinking about it. The offensive line, they have a lot of like guys they like, you know, obviously I know that they like Matt Perth. Uh, they really like obviously Andrew Thomas uh, I mean, center is kind of a question mark. They could. I don't think they will. I think they like Nick Gates. He's just a tough dude. Um, but I really want them to take Rashawn Slater if he's there, which I think that could be a very big possibility. He could be there. I think so too. But I, I think they should take him. If not, you could either have your pick at the Heisman Trophy winner or you could go Waddle. You could go best or you could take the best – I know, I know, you know, I know. If they're gonna take an edge, if they're gonna take an edge, I would like them to trade down. That's true. You could, there's a there's a lot of I don't think know, there's not really a clear one either. So you they could trade down and still get the right. That's that that's the thing. The right, and now if they could, if you gotta read, you gotta read the room. See, this is the thing that Gettleman's not good with. He likes to read. Yeah, I get it's your guy, but if you can move down a couple spots up some extra picks yeah for sure and then i have no problem with that but you're telling me if waddle or smith yeah or rashawn slater i'll even pay i'll even take patrick sertan one or two of them will be there i think that guy's gonna be a great corner too i've loved him um i've had him as corner corner one for a while i know farley in the offseason picked up a lot of steam um now obviously that's dipped out dipped down some because of the back thing um, but yeah, right. One or two of those four guys you named is going to be there. So it'll be interesting to see what you do. I'd be surprised if you didn't get one of the four with that pick. Right. And I, I, you know, I've done a couple mock drafts and, you know, I've been paying attention to what's been going on in the league. You know, I don't buy the Mac Jones to San thank Fran. You. I just don't. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think I've now I, <clears throat> in my first mock draft, I took them there. <laughs> but I just did it because I like that's yeah, what everybody's that's saying. Like, yeah, he's going to go yeah. there. But how do you, if you're Kyle Shannon, how do you not take Justin Fields in that it's spot? Be tough, man, Justin Fields or Trey Lance, really? I think the upside. Look, and I think they're a perfect team to take a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, where they have the traits. You know, obviously, if you love Mac Jones, you think he's a player, you do that. But um, the traits that Fields <laughs> and and Lance possess, and where the NFL is going, and um, their ability to just do different things in that offense that makes it so much easier for a quarterback. And you have you're unique in the way that you have a quarterback right now. You're you don't need to start one of these guys right away. I think they're a perfect team to take a shot on one of those guys. 
Um, maybe if they were a team, you know, like the Jets, who we, I mean, it's clear whoever we're drafting is going to be our QB day one, then maybe you say, all right, well, maybe we go Mac Jones if we're thinking this is our window. He's the most, you know, week one ready guy. But I don't think that that's them. I, I don't see I don't see it. I don't know why they would be putting out the smoke screen in Mac Jones. That's the only thing that makes me think they might pick him because – what do you, you're not really getting anything from that smoke screen. Everybody knows Lawrence is going one. Everybody knows Zach Wilson's going two. So I don't really see why, you know, who, who are you trying to fool here? And you already traded up. You're not trading down. So um, exactly. That, that's I, why I, I was just going to say that, Josh, so. like you, you already, you already just, you already gave up like three first round picks. Yeah. You're fooling anybody. Yeah. Like, no, you don't need to, you could say, right. You could come out and say right now who you're picking and everybody be like, all right, doesn't change anything. Like, you know, like, we we know you're going quarterback. Uh, that's basically what the Jets have done. Joe Douglas never shows his hands ever. But, I mean, after we traded Darnold and they were asking him questions about Zach Wilson, I mean, he's just kind of got his little smirk going. Because why not? <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Right. It's not like, it's not like anybody's jumping. Yeah, yeah, nobody's taking him. Lawrence is going one. So, um, yeah. So, it, it'll be – it's going to be so much fun real quick before we, cause it seems like we're getting towards the draft. I just wanted to give um, a couple more shouts. Cause I don't think I did enough just uh, ju- uh, justice to the jets free agency. Um, the biggest theme I think that kind of has gone under the radar is how Salas come in and immediately you see the jets super active on the defensive line, um, trying to get talent in first. You have Quentin Williams, who I mean is, you know, He's going to be great for a long, long time. Sala, that was one yeah, of his big he's, things. He's great. Yeah, and Sala coming in when they were talking about, oh, would Quinnen be included in a trade for a big, a big name guy? And they were obviously hinting at Deshaun Watson. And Sala was like, no, like just shutting it down. Like there's not, that's not happening. Um, you know, Quinnen's a cornerstone. And, and then you, they added Sheldon Rankins. Um, I love the Sheldon Rankins pickup. That's a, that's a great pickup. Yeah, I mean, he had that injury, so he was kind of lower on the radar and cheap. And Joe Douglas and Solomon yeah. like, yeah. Those are the type of guys you go after, you know, exactly. like, you know, like obviously there is some risk, but it's a high, high risk, high reward exactly. situation because they're not a lot depth. of money. It's all about depth too. I mean, we already had good pieces. We had uh, Foley, Fadukasi and Quinn Williams on the inside there, but just adding Sheldon Rankins and now you've got that rotational piece. Um, Solomon, when that defense was at, a be- at its best in San Francisco, had the most ridiculous and deep, um, defensive line, and that's what he's trying to do here. Um, you win the trenches, man, and it makes everybody else's job a lot easier. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think that's what he's trying to do. They also, Jets also got Keelan Cole, who I thought was a, a great signing. It's you know a fourth receiver. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. I actually, yeah, he he was solid in Jacksonville, but like then he fell off the face of the earth for like yeah. two years, and and, and then he came just, back yeah. last year and he played played pretty decent. Exactly, and, and you know you bring him in as the fourth piece. Apparently, Adam Schefter, you know, he reported that Keelan Cole was getting more interest from a you know, obviously he's not as high a profile guy, but getting more interest because of his value and skill set. Um, than guys like Juju were as far as just teams trying to reach out and grab him just because, you know, he's so cheap and he can do so many things. You're bringing him in as a fourth a fourth right. guy. You got Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Crowder, and then Cole as that death spot. Um, I think that was a great signing. Um, you know, we added some special teamers. And um, now, and we added Te- Tevin Coleman to the back to the backfield, got us familiar with that Shanahan system that LaFleur is going to run. So, um, I like a lot of, you know, we took the big swings, at least by Joe Douglas's definition, the big swings, um, as big as he's going to get with Lawson and Davis, and then added a bunch of depth pieces that are going to go unnoticed but could come in big, especially when injuries start to come, which they always do. You have those depth pieces in the, on the D-line and in the backfield that help out a lot. So, yeah, I think it was a really good um, really good offseason uh, for Joe Douglas and Sala. Um, especially with all the low-key signings that they made, um, which sets us up nicely to then go ahead and get the guys we want in the draft without having to completely force everything. Yeah, and like especially because they're going to draft a quarterback, the window is is reset now. Yeah, they they got five years. They have five years. You know what I mean? So like, you can do everything the last the last front office didn't do for Sam Darnold. You can do it all for Zach Wilson. Just look at the situation. Zach Wilson is stepping into compared to Sam Darnold. I mean, it's night and day. So that's, every that's night and day, hunting down without a doubt. Um, yeah, it, it's exciting for sure. Fun off season. 
Now we can talk a little bit about the draft here. Um, obviously, we talked about it a little bit. One and two, I think. Obviously, you know, you could book that. I don't think there's yeah. anything changing that. You know, as of right now, um, you know, the draft obviously starts at three with San Fran, but obviously they're going quarterback. So, you know, does it really start at three? I truly, honestly, if we could even make the case, honestly, it starts at four. I think so too. You know, what is Atlanta going to do? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they go quarterback, but like they could go quarterback. Yeah. The the thing with Atlanta, um, Atlanta is, especially if the 49ers do pick Mac Jones, Atlanta's another one of those teams that oh, there, could pick a Trey Lance or Justin I think it's Justin Fields. Field. I think so too. Um, right. I think that's why I mocked them to in my recent mock. I had the 49ers going Lance just because I'm kind of trying to will that into existence. But, um, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Anybody but Mac right, Jones. Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah, and I had them going Fields just because, you know, you got the – I know they restructured Matt Ryan's contract. They had to do that. I don't think that has anything to do with them saying, oh, we're going forward with him for the foreseeable future. Um, they had to do that to stay afloat because of what COVID did to the salary cap. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, they could pick Sewell. They, that way he would plug right in, uh, day one starter, um, you know, as good an O-line prospect as you see at left tackle, um, and obviously help immediately, um, could change the offense. They could go with a guy like Pitts who a lot of people are basically saying is the best non-QB in the, in the draft. And I think there's a good argument for that. You can go chase if you want to. For sure. I mean, it's, it's really their world at four. Like you said, you know, the 49ers are going QB unless the 49ers take the QB that the Falcons were, um, you know, if they have one guy that they're like, well, we're going Pitts or Sewell, unless this guy's here, unless the 49ers do that, then, um, you know, It'll be interesting. I, they're they're the toughest to peg for me for who they're going to pick. I really have no idea. Yeah, I see them. Honestly, I like you could even see them trading down. And I think this team should absolutely call the Atlanta Falcons. That's the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I think they should absolutely call get one of those because I'm not a Drew Lock guy. The guy makes way too many turnovers. I don't think he's very, very good. Um, obviously, you know, like he's got everything he needs. He's got a good run game. Obviously, the offensive line could always be better, yeah. like always. But it's not you know, you, a lot of, a lot of it's not, it's not terrible. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, look, like you're telling me if Daniel Jones had Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Cor- and now he didn't have Cortland Sutton for the whole year, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon. Tied in. I know he was hurt too, but he's still there in the building. Yeah, right. Like you, like that's like that's a paradise. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 all you could ask for and more. Too. Need need a line. Need a couple linebackers. De- defense isn't bad. Isn't bad. And they just got fuller. No, and they and like they just don't they just don't play like he just does not yeah. play well. So I, I think they need to make a drastic change. Obviously, you know people are talking about this is a make, make or break year for Daniel Jones. This is a make or break career yeah. Yeah. for Drew Locke. He even gets the shot. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't proven that he you know he hasn't proven himself to be the um, franchise QB prospect that they were hoping. So um, yeah, I, I think if the if the Broncos can trade up, I think they're probably the biggest trade up candidate now. Um, as far as somebody who's got a high enough pick to warrant the Falcons trading back, some people are talking like the Patriots. So I don't think the Falcons are going to trade back to the 15th pick with a, with a new head coach there. That just doesn't seem like something you would do. But ninth, you can make the case. Right. You can make the case, trade back to nine, especially with the run on QBs that's supposed to be there. If you're not picking a QB, you trade back to nine, get, you know, at least, you know, another first and, and maybe a later round pick. Um, I mean, gosh, man, that'd be hard not to do. And then you'll still walk away with, you know, one of the top two receivers if you get super lucky and pit slides to nine. Um, you know, if you get super lucky and Sewell slides, um, gosh, man, that that would be tempting. That would tempt me if I wasn't going QB there, which I, you know, I think it might be the right move to go QB there because when you, you know, when are you going to find yourself in that spot at the fourth overall pick there again? Um, but a lot, lots of teams say that too, and then you know, the next year, oh god, we're back at well, five. Like, what are we doing? Trust me, yeah. As a 
Jets fan, I'm fully aware of when are we going to be here again? And then it's the next year. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, we could have waited. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the Giants. Yeah, look at the Giants exactly. draft lately. Barkley was at two. Jones was at six. Andrew Thomas was at four. Yeah, you take a QB and you think that it's going to immediately, this is the last time we'll be this low, and it doesn't always work out that way. A lot more that goes into it. Oh, God. God, no. You know, so it's like, it's a very, very, it's a very slippery slope, but I think it's gonna, it's gonna be an interesting. Like, we're we're two weeks away from the draft. I'm super excited slash nervous. I'm always excited for the draft. But I'm also nervous because it's like, you know, who's gonna be there? You know, like, and this is actually a terrible year for the Giants to win. You know, seven of the last eight games or whatever it was. Yeah. Because now they they slid really far down. Like, if they were in the top five, they had a really good chance at Penny Sewell. Yeah. Which I mean, they told me that he didn't come out last year, um, but I mean, yeah. you know, he did. He did what was best yeah. for him. He got an extra year to work on his body, and you know. um, yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know his stock is as high as it could ever be. Um, so good for him. He's gonna he's gonna get a high pick. He's gonna get you know that nice contract. I'm sure he'll. I have no doubt he'll live up to it and get a big extension wherever he goes. So he's sitting pretty. Let um. So because I'm so curious with what you would do and what you think is going to happen, we should run through the picks leading up to the Giants real quick and then see who who you think at that point they would go. Um, okay, yeah. we yeah. could do that. Who you think they would, who you think they would go and who you would go. Um, all right, so you want to start at one then? We'll go all the way to 11? It, would, it shouldn't take long. All right, so obviously the first the first two we don't have to yeah. do. We'll, go, we'll start at three. <laughs> Uh, do we, are we buying the uh, it's going to be mad? What now? Now now, what I would do or what I think is going to happen? Let's do what you think is going to happen until we get to the Giants. Okay, so you know, just because of the buzz, uh, I think that the 49ers are going to go Mac Jones. I don't think they should, but I yeah. think that's what's going to yeah. happen. Great argument for that. All right, so Mac Jones three, four. This is the one. What do what do we think? So that's happen? Atlanta. So that one's a tough one. Now, if you go best player on the board, I think it's Kyle Pitts. You give Matt Ryan. If you're trying to run it back with Matt Ryan and throw Arthur Smith a bone, being like, hey, here's a pretty new little toy. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I I think so. Um, They could take Sewell or or Swell, whatever you want to call him. But uh, I think that. I think they're going to go Pitts if they don't trade the pick. They're going to go Pitts. We'll give them pits. That makes sense to me. All right. Um, five. If the if the Bengals do not do this, <laughs> I'm going to drive to Cincinnati and slap them across the face. <laughs> they need to take Penny Sewell. At I, five. Yeah, I think so. The, now, here's, here's what I think is going to happen, though. This is what I think is going to happen, and I honestly do. He brought in Riley Reef. You got Jonah Williams, um, and obviously, you know, you, those, those are your bookends. You could slide Jonah Williams inside, but you, had, you drafted him so high. Um, I honestly think they're going to pick Jamar Chase, man. I really do. I think they're going to pick Jamar Chase. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. Because you already have T. Higgins. You already have Tyler yeah, Boyd. That's true. Lost A.J. Green, but they basically lost A.J. Green a couple years ago. I mean, AJ Green's been gone for like yeah. the last three years. Let's figure I gotta be. I, I honestly, I feel it. Joe Burrow, the connection. I think you got that line. They're probably. It's a deep class. They could go later. I'm not saying that they should, but I really feel like that pick's gonna be Jamar Chase. But it doesn't really matter what we. What we ask Zach Taylor what he thinks they should do. <laughs> ask Zach Taylor what they think they should do. That's a good point. Well, to to for for this exercise, it doesn't even really matter, regardless, because both of those guys are going to be off the board by the time the Giants pick, anyway. So we we could we can we could yeah sleep right. Tonight. We'll give him Sewell. Let's give him we'll give him Sewell. We sleep in. Okay. Then at six, then obviously yeah. I think would Chase if would go at that point. And Sewell's not there. It's definitely now. Crazy. Now here's the interesting one. I don't really know what's going to happen here at seven. Yeah, me neither. The Detroit Lions could do a multitude of things. things. Uh, One guy that I've been thinking makes a ton of sense to go there um, that nobody talks about is Micah Parsons. Uh, 
They have yeah, no, I agree. No linebackers, and he is the ultimate linebacker prospect. You know, the only knock on him is that you know how mature he is. But I don't know if that steers you away from the talent. I think he could go there. Um, they also lost their receivers, um, and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are right, right. there. Um, I think for whatever reason, they're mocked really they well. They are. Yeah, I think. Um, I think just because the reason they are is because you got the skill players and Chase and Pitts that are definitely going to go before them. And, you know, you can only mock the so many sure. people. You know, how, you know, do you want the third skill player you have on the board or you want the number one defense guy you have on the board? It all just depends on what they want to do. They also got an offensive guy in Dan Campbell there now. So it's, it's, that's a tough one to peg, just like the Falcons. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna. Is he really offensive? He doesn't seem like an offensive guy. I think he's just yeah, a psychopath. He, he might love Michael <laughs> I would think. I would he think might, defense. Yeah, I, I. He might. He might love my. He seems like the, he is a psychopath, man. That freaking first press conference he did. My goodness, talking about cannibalism. But I love it. I love it though. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. That's for sure. Um, I. I don't know. Yeah. So at at seven, you know. This is what I think is going to happen. Yeah, what do you think? We'll go with that. I think they're probably. I think they're probably going to go Devontae Smith. Okay. Yeah. Don't know for sure, but I think that's a, a probability. A need, and it's definitely a guy worthy of that. And if he doesn't go at six, he's going to slide a yeah. little bit. I think or seven. I'm sorry, yeah, he seven. Will because a lot of teams are he'll slide a little bit. Um, in that in that range there. Okay. All right. So yeah. So Smith makes sense. I also think they could go Waddle, man. Um. People love Ty- people love Tyree. Well, for Hill. sure, they love the Tyree Tyree Kill comparisons, and even if it's the death of them, um, but yeah, we we can go Smith. Smith was, I mean, my goodness, dude, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who built up more hype for himself than he did his last season there at Alabama. So, oh, um, yeah. yeah, he's fantastic, undersized, but my goodness, you can, only, you can only knock him so much when it, the production is there. So, um, all right, so so we'll oh, go to Smith. Smith at seven, and then, and then okay. eight. Eight's interesting. Now, if you asked me this question uh, two two weeks ago, I'd say they're definitely going quarterback. Yeah, same. <laughs> They'd either walk out with either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Yeah, I think now, be based, I, I honestly, um. And I did. I don't. I didn't have this in my mock. Although in my mock, I did kind of anticipate them being the Darnold Sooners. I, I had. Uh, I knew Darnold was getting traded. I knew a lot of people were trying to jump on the. Oh, Jets are going to keep Darnold. I knew at the end of last season, Ben stated all the time that Darnold wasn't going to be the QB. It's never. That's was, never good yeah. for either. It's either side. Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, I I've started to think that there's a really good chance that they go Patrick Sertain. They need help on that at the football. You know, that's actually who I mocked there in yeah. my mock draft, yeah. actually. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. They could go yeah. Parsons. They, they, Matt Rule is not afraid to pick defensive guys in the draft. Did it literally with every pick last year. Um, you got your quarterback. Your yeah. positions are set. You know, obviously you can always add a guy like Waddle. I'm not saying that they wouldn't love to do that. Um, could go Slater, too. Um, but I think that it might be a little yeah. early. I think that the they you know they're probably like all right, we're going Sertain unless Sewell slides, and you know Sewell didn't slide in this exercise. So I think I think Sertain is probably a, a, a solid bet. There's no safe bets, but a solid bet. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they definitely could use you know uh, a replacement. Obviously, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Chin was really yeah. good last year. Yeah, I agree. So he was Good you know, defensive Good rookie of the year. Um, so it, it, lining those two guys up next to each yeah. other would be ridiculous. Uh, at nine, I happen. think that you know yeah. you take the best the big you take the best quarterback on the board, which I think is I think probably Justin if Fields. Happens, the Broncos are fans are punching hold or punching the air with joy. Yes. Yeah, and being uh, freaking pumped it. up. Yeah, I think so too. Because they don't have to watch Drew Locke throw an yeah. interception for yeah. no reason yeah. anymore. Yeah, there's no trades and this happens. Yeah, I see him. I, I think Fields there, um, which would be so fun and interesting. And what a good spot for him to go to, by the way. And, again, he doesn't even need to necessarily yeah, start your day one. So. No, he could just he, he could learn the offense, yeah. you know. And I, I think Pat Shermer would love to have him uh, playing quarterback at some point. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, so Fields there makes a ton of sense. Um, man, what a slide for Lance, but it could happen. Um, your favorite team up next. <laughs> they're, they're Dallas Cowboys. Pitched. See, like, they could go in multitude. Right. I was going to say they could either go corner. So, either if the, their guy isn't there, they could trade back. I think that they could go off into tackle, which would kill me because I know they need to really rebuild the line. And if, if what's his name went right before then, that would yeah. suck. Um, I guess I could see, I could see a lot of things happening, but, uh, I think they probably think so go too. Slater I think so too. with this pick. Um, it, it would, it would, it would, it would yeah, suck. Kind of a, an underwhelming but I think they pick. probably I mean, go I there. Slater a lot. I'm not a hundred percent sold on him as a tackle, but they need guard help too. And he would definitely be an elite guard. I mean, I, I would, I, I would, you know, it yeah, doesn't matter. Exactly. You know what I think? The guy, you, if a guy's yeah, versatile, you take him, are, you know what I mean? A lot of teams are excited about that. And yeah, you take him, if he's your franchise left tackle, amazing home run if he's a guard safe pick and you've got your you got a guard which those guys are important too so yeah i think slater would be if certain's not there i think slater's the pick for them if they don't move um so here we are right we're at 11 it's pretty crazy that you know we said all those guys so now if i'm looking at the board right now i obviously the giants could use some edge help certain's gone uh devontae smith is most likely gone I mean, you take the best player available, uh, you know, obviously the Giants have had a lot of, you know, struggles scoring yeah. points lately. So I think this is the perfect time where you you put more speed. Speed kills, man, especially at the NFL level. Look at the Chiefs. They got a bunch of guys who yeah, run 4-4, and it works out pretty well for them. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably take Jalen Waddle at that spot if yeah, those guys are gone. I agree. I think, he, I think I they think take he'd be the pick. I think, uh, like I like I said earlier, you're at the point where you got to give Daniel Jones every chance he can to succeed as a young QB. Um, you get him in there with Galladay and and a healthy Saquon, young O line. I'm sure you know. Obviously, you're going to address the O line too. It's a long draft. Um, yeah, I think Waddle's the pick there. Now that would be your pick. Do you think that would be the pick that Gettleman would do, or do you think he would be? So. Oh, I read that uh, Kim Jones, yeah. obviously, you probably know who that is. Uh, she said that they're looking at uh, a, a, a Jewel Are, Waddle, Devontae Smith, Sertain, and uh, and Slater at, at 11. Uh, I mean, I'll be fine with if they can get either all like either one of them except for Jewel Are. I just don't want to pick him that yeah. high. I think that's just crazy to pick yeah. him that o- high. Like I don't care if they go edge, just just trade down, get yeah. more picks. It yeah, makes more I sense. Agree. To me. I think Waddle should be the pick there. Um, obviously, you need a edge help, but you know, you just the you, you can't pass up on it. I got now, now, now. The only problem with Waddle is he's got to pass yeah, his medical for sure. Yeah, this is assuming he does. Yeah, with flying yeah. colors. And I, it's an ankle injury. Like we've all had ankle injuries. I'm fine. Yeah, I can I, walk fine. I think he'll be. He right. should have I no think problem. There's a really good chance he's there. Him or Smith, one of the two. You know, it really comes down to who a team like Detroit or so. You know how the draft fans are, but yeah. I think I think yeah. Waddle, Detroit can really flip the draft. Yeah, them, and, them and the Falcons in the top ten are wild. them, and I I also think Carolina too. But I also could, really could see Carolina taking quarterback. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I've read that a couple of times too. It's hard like, for I, me to and it's hard for me to stomach too. As such a Sam Darnold lover, that man, you right, right. You just see him chance where like he, he could, you know. You really do. And I think that right. you want to – everybody push yeah. their chips on the table. Now, yeah, but if they graded Lance or Fields really, you know, super high and they're both there, obviously, it's going to be tough. Um, but, yeah, that, that'll be – they'll be fun. That, that'll be – that's good. This going to be so much fun. There's so many QBs. It's the opposite of a boring draft, man. This, this top 10, top 15 is going to be fun. Um, for me – And everybody's going to have a different top 10, top 15. Oh, like, everybody – like – in the order, okay, well, he's going to go one, two, like, like 
The first three picks are not all guaranteed. Obviously, the first oh, two yeah. are. First two, but the five is going to be an absolute, like, whoa, what? Like, mm-hmm. uh, multiple things could happen. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Um, man, it's going to be wild. And I wonder who's going to be there, too. I bet not a lot of guys go. I, I, I don't think I would go if I was them. I'd rather be at home with my family and friends having a draft party than be in even – even in a regular year, be at the draft with – you know, three people you get to bring, and then a bunch of execs, and then you got to do four hundred interviews. Um, I know right, that right. it's better for TV, but still, especially now, even Zach Wilson, I was watching him talk about it, and he was kind of basically did, without saying it was like, yeah, I'm gonna be. You know, if it wasn't COVID, I'd probably go, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go there and go through all the protocols I'd have to go through to be there, and you only get to be with, you know, bring your dad, and then like that's you know, like right. um, yeah. So that'll that'll be fun. Here, here now, nah, if we're talking normal year, I probably go to the draft. Yeah, that's especially if you're one of those top guys. They're they're probably gonna the NFL would probably push really really hard to get you there. Oh, for sure, and like you could all have a draft like after the draft. There's not in injury like at the draft on draft night waiting to hear your name be called. Now that's like one of the coolest moments. In yeah, that's true, and it would probably be fun to be in front of those cameras and stuff too. You get drafted in the top right. ten, and your life changed forever. Um, Going nuts, you know. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we talked Jets, we talked draft. We, we're two weeks out. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really interesting uh, draft. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, like it always is. You know, last year at this time, we were beaming for something. You know, oh, obviously, yeah. it's in a little bit better of a place than it was last year. Thank God. But you know, we talk all the time. We 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 forth about you know certain sports topics. So it was, it was you know it was great to be able to you know talk in length and get each other's opinions. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was no, dude, on, I, you know? I appreciate I appreciate you having me. We've been wanting to do it for a while, but I think it might have been it might have made for the best podcast that so we waited till now with the information we have leading up to the draft. So. Uh, oh, for pleasure, sure. Man. It's going to be so much fun. I'm sure we'll be hitting each other back and forth, freaking out on draft day. My, oh, I oh, won't, yeah. you know, I'll, mine will just be excitement initially because I know what the pick's <laughs> going to be. It'll still be nice to see him put the green and white hat on. But, uh, yeah, come your pick, I'm sure you'll be on pins and needles. And you're just be, probably – You're just probably – <laughs> You're probably praying it's not Quiddy Pay. That's probably what you're praying. That's not the yeah, pretty much. Not that I wouldn't <laughs> mind having Quiddy Pay, yeah, but yeah, not at 11. 11. You know, not at eleven. That's 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 gonna be my thing. Not at eleven. Not at eleven. Not Just like John Rodstein, we sleep in May. My my our mind's gonna be not at eleven. Not at eleven. I'm with you, brother. I, I hope I hope you. I hope it works out. Well, uh, we'll definitely, we definitely. We definitely. now this is two years in a row that we we did this, so we might I have to make it a tradition. Right. I'm, hey, right. Might have that to be a tradition. Much convincing for me. Give me a, a beer and a cigar and a sit out on the patio. And somebody <laughs> gotta, make sure, to gotta make sure. Gotta make sure the. Gotta make sure the wife. The wife yeah. to be. Oh my gosh! Yeah. With it, we're rolling. Yeah, yeah. She's. We're she's good to go. Really happy that it's not her having to pretend to care. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, Josh, it's been great having you on. Obviously, you know, like we just said, you know, we've been talking back and forth for a while. You know, you know, sports topics or whatever. It was great having you on, and uh, we'll definitely we'll probably we'll probably do something either you know after the draft or before the season or something like that. We could definitely you know. Oh yeah. You might have post. Hey, don't have to tell me twice, brother. I need some. I need, like I said, <laughs> I need somewhere to vent to. Um, and I love talking to you, man, and I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. But uh, that's going to be it for today's show, you guys, or today's episode. Uh, you know, I'll put it in my socials. You know, I'll share it on all my socials. Please share it. Helps the podcast grow. And other than that, not at 11. <laughs>